All right, Alexander, let's talk about what is happening in Germany. And we've actually covered uh, the political scene in Germany for many, many years. And we've covered the rise of AfD over those years. And it's, it's risen, it's stalled, it's risen, it's stalled. It's kind of been a bit of an up and down uh, journey with, uh, with AfD, the alternative party to the major parties in Germany. But now it looks like we have a resurgence once again in, uh, in the AfD. I believe they're polling at somewhere between 17 to 19 percent, somewhere around there, which would make them, I believe, the second biggest uh, political party in Germany, or one of the, definitely one of the biggest political parties in Germany. But to be quite honest, I don't know much about their leadership. I don't even know who their, their leader is. They, they, they don't seem to have the the, um, the 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 exposure of, of of their leadership as you know as as well done as let's say you know the, the CDU or, or the uh, the, the um, SPD. Yeah. Um, it seems like while they're they're a big party now, there's really not much that that people on the outside of Germany know about them. So what, what's going on with the AfD? Why are they rising? Why are the other parties stagnant or falling? And what can the AfD do to continue to, to rise and maybe even perhaps uh, govern one day? What was once thought of as, uh, as impossible may actually yes. happen. Who knows? Yes. Well, let, let's first of all just look at, look at an opinion poll which I've just seen, which is a current one. And it puts the CDU-CSU, this is Germany's you know, dominant conservative right of centre party, at 27%, which is low, by the way. I mean, uh, Angela Merkel, when Angela Merkel was leading the CDU-CSU, especially in the early days, it used to poll sometimes around 40%, 40-plus percent. So 27% is quite a fall. Then joint second at 19% are the SPD and the IFD. So that puts the IFD joint second with the SPD. Now, the SPD was the other big party or political group in Germany. Apparently, it's Germany's oldest party. It goes all the way back to the 19th century. It was once, by the way, banned by Bismarck. So that gives you an idea about how long it's existed. So, you know, this is also a political movement, which in its heyday was regularly polling well over 40%. It's now down to 19%, and it's now equal with the IFD. The Greens, who at the time of the election, you know, a couple of years ago, which resulted in the formation of the current coalition, were polling at times well above 20%, and who eventually got around 20% of the vote. Well, they've, they've collapsed to 13%. Then they are now starting to fall. And then there's other parties, the um, Liberal Party, the FDP at 9%. Die Linke are at 5%. That's the left-wing party, um, which at one point was also apparently doing quite well. And that, by the way, is a rise for them. They'd basically collapsed below the 5% threshold, but they seem to be undergoing a small rise. Now, the point is, that the parties that are rising are the parties that are 
outside the establishment. The IFD and to a small extent, Die Linke. And one of the great problems, and you've identified it exactly, is that both the IFD and Die Linke are extremely unhappy coalitions. So you have people within the IFD who are, you know, traditional conservatives, Eurosceptical, um, believe, you know, in tr family values, the kind of things that conservatives used to do. Um, mainstream, but they're sceptical about Europe. They want good relations with Russia. The alternative for Germany that they represented was an alternative outside the euro system. They don't want to be part of the euro. They want to keep Germany to have its own currency. They want a more sovereignty foreign policy. So they're traditional conservatives. There are other people who are to the right of that, who have a stronger emphasis on immigration, though some of the conservatives I've just discussed also would have strong positions on immigration. And um, there are also people well to the right of the more right-wing groups, and some of whom, I'm afraid, do shade into some, you know, pretty strong right-wing positions, which I, I, I personally wouldn't countenance. So you have this coalition of people, and the result is that they've never really coalesced with a single consolidated leadership. And um, this, this movement, part of the reason why it has ebbed and flowed in the way that you say, is precisely because it's riven with disputes, arguments, quarrels between the various members, and it's never quite clear if you vote for the IFD in any particular place, who you're exactly you are voting for. Are you voting for a traditional conservative party? Are you voting for something well to the right of that? I mean, you might be attracted to either position, but you might not be getting exactly what you want. So it's never really managed to gain critical mass until now. And you ask about who might lead it into an election. Within the IFD, I also get the sense that there are some extremely strong and forceful personalities, people who could actually lead Germany, who could provide Germany with uh, a political alternative, who you could imagine forming a successful government in Germany. Now, Alice Wiesel is the person I know. I'm not saying she's the leader of the IFD. I'm not sure that the IFD, you can say that any particular person is a leader. But internationally, she seems to me to have the highest profile. And I think she would probably be a likely chancellor option if the IFD were to achieve that kind of electoral breakthrough where it might be called upon to form a government. We're very far from that position, yet it might be said. I mean, I have seen... Bundestag debates in which Alice Wiesel, for example, got the better of Angela Merkel. So she's certainly someone to take very seriously. Now, I'm not going to waste time with Die Linke because that's still a very small party, but it's got the same problems. It too has been divided between various wings. There's a much more hardline wing, um, which is East German based, drawn from the former East German Communist Party, Basically, they're the guardians of East Germany's uh, 
claim, if you like, its heritage, there's a, a more traditional sort of, well, a more sort of different kind of left wing. And there's also splits with some parts of Die Linke gradually falling for the identity politics thing, which distances, distances it from its working class roots. So these two anti-establishment parties have their problems, but they do seem to be rising. And in fact, they're not just rising. The IFD is currently surging. Now, why is this happening? Now, I'm going to say this. It, in some ways, it ought to have happened a long time ago because the policy that the current German government is following, which is largely supported by the opposition CDU, CSU, is one which is completely contrary to German national interests. We've discussed this many times. They have supported sanctions, the sanctions war against Russia. They've completely supported Ukraine. They are arming Ukraine. They're sending German tanks to Ukraine. They're constantly crossing their own red lines. They're sitting on their hands and Nord Stream is blown up. And they're not really pointing any fingers at who was most likely responsible. The result is Germany is in recession. There's been a long period of inflation. Um, there are now clear signs of a process of deindustrialization in Germany beginning to set in. And yet, despite all of this, despite all of this happening, for about a year after the Ukrainian war started, you saw the political, um, the opinion polls seemingly set in concrete. The Greens were rising, the most fierce advocates of all of these policies. I should say, Germany also has very radical energy and climate, green energy policies, policies, which also don't fit very well with its manufacturing and heavy industry base. So nonetheless, the Greens were rising, the coalition was unstable, but nonetheless, it held together. The CDU, CSU was strong. What has happened over the last month or so is that has suddenly changed. It's as if the German public has finally had enough. They see this thing going on forever into the indefinite future. They no longer believe the narrative that has been sold to them. And they're starting to turn on the establishment parties, the CDU, the SPD, principally the Greens, who've suffered, you know, a significant loss of support, and they're looking for alternatives, and they're finding them in the IFD. So that's what's happened, and we'll see whether this becomes an established trend. It certainly spooked the German political establishment because they sense that there is an anti-establishment, you know, mood starting to build in Germany. It's as if finally the ice in which German politics has been frozen, has broken. The, uh, the German establishment, they've tried to, to shut down AfD uh, 
in the past. And I believe D-Link as well. Uh, are they going to do that again? Or will they maybe, just maybe, will some establishment party um, decide that maybe they can perhaps govern with AFD or even uh, D-Link? Um, it sounds impossible given how they've branded, especially AFD, but um, shutting them down? Or perhaps will they finally realize that this is a political reality now and maybe we have to find a way to work with them if we want to govern? I, I don't think that they're prepared to do that for the moment. I think that every part of the German political establishment, the establishment parties, they do not want to have anything to do either with the IFD or even with Die Linke. I mean, the SPD perhaps one day might agree to come to some kind of an arrangement with Die Linke. It's just marginally more acceptable to the establishment than the IFD is. But I, I, I have to say that I am sceptical that that will happen anytime soon. I think much more likely what we're going to see is a full frontal attack on the IFD, that they're Putinists, that they're, the F word we know what I'm referring to, will be used liberally as it always is. We're going to see campaigns like that. There are going to be arguments that they should be banned because supposedly they violate the various provisions in the German constitution. We're going to see lots of this going to sort of thing. I think that is what we are more likely to see at the moment. But the IFD has survived all of that, and it is surging. This is nothing new. German voters have heard all this already about the IFD. And nonetheless, they're now turning to it in increasing numbers. So it is not impossible that such a attack on the IFD could backlash. Now, that leaves problems because the coalition itself is in under extreme tensions. Now, the Greens not only are becoming more unpopular, but they're becoming unpopular because they've set the pace within the coalition. There, there's been a scandal, a nepotism scandal, um, involving, or, well, not a nepotism scandal, but a connection scandal involving their leader, their effective leader, uh, Robert Harbeck, who is the vice-chancellor. He um, uh, employed somebody um, in his office, um, failing to disclose a conflict of interest. He had eventually sacked this person. It was very, very embarrassing. He's also been pushing relentlessly to, uh, uh, for rules which will prevent people having conventional boilers in new room um, houses. And I have to say, there's been a huge amount said about this in Germany, but my own feeling is that this is issue, this topic, I don't want to underline its importance but I think it's just crystallized doubts about the Greens which was starting to grow in Germany anyway and um, again not before time some might think so the Greens are on very bad terms now with parts of the coalition the they and the FDP the Liberal Party which is the another party which makes up the coalition are basically in a state of semi-open war with each other. So the coalition is looking very unstable, but very difficult to establish an alternative to this, um, co this existing coalition within the new German parliament. Because if the CDU-CSU, for example, goes into coalition 
tries to set up a coalition with the alternative parties, with the SPD going into opposition. Well, the problems would reproduce themselves because the Greens and the Liberals would still be in enmity with each other. The CDU, CSU, the SPD and one of the two smaller parties could form a grand coalition, conceivably. It's happened many times in Germany. Merkel did that very often. But again, I think that would be unpopular with many people and it would leave the road open to the um, to the IFD. The most logical thing to happen in Germany, the way to break the deadlock, would be to call an election. But of course, nobody wants an election. The German establishment doesn't want an election when the IFD is surging. So you see that there is a problem, that there are growing problems politically within Germany. And I suspect, as I said, that ultimately what they will try over the next few months is that they will try to unite every part of the establishment in some kind of a big attack on the IFD, but one that could backlash on them. What I will say is, if you look at German reports at the moment, they are spooked by the rise of the IFD. The one thing they do not want is people in Germany doing what the IFD is doing, which is offer alternative policies, which might be attractive to many voters. And you can certainly see how with the IFD growing in strength on the right, it could start to take away votes from the CDU, uh, CSU, because a lot of CDU people probably instinctively sympathise with the traditional conservatives in within the IFD. And I could personally even see a situation where a lot of those people on the left who have been voting for the Greens up to now started to become disillusioned with the Greens, start to migrate to Die Linke. Um, it has happened before, it could happen again. Is, uh, is the AfD um, truly an uh, anti-war party? I mean, do you think they are, well, they're the real deal? Because, you know, we've got, we've, we have parties like the Brothers in Italy who position themselves, who are a conservative, say, right, traditional party. But uh, when they came to power, they've been more hawkish than, than the Greens at time in Germany. <laughs> in Germany. So, I mean, Maloney hasn't exactly been, uh, been a real um, traditional conservative and then looking after Italian interests. She seems to, to express that, but her party has been very uh, hawkish. So I'm just curious if the Avde is, is really, truly going to, uh, to look after Germany's interests or are they, if they were, if they were eventually to to get to some sort of government, uh, that is an actually, that is an excellent question, just and I don't have like the brothers Italy. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, that is an excellent question. I don't have a simple answer to it because, as I said, I think the trouble is that the IFD itself is, as I said, this um, agglomeration of different people, and it could very well be that you know, eventually, sometimes someone amongst them might decide, well, you know. Let's take a more old-fashioned, if you like, um, Atlanticist position, because after all, that is what German conservatives used to do for most of the period of the Cold War. Uh, so, you know, it, it's possible. I would say that if they did that, they would be undermining their long-term position, because that is 
ultimately, it's because they're taking a sovereigntist position that people are increasingly voting for them. But I think, I think the only answer to that is if they ever do succeed in repeating the success of the brothers in Italy and do eventually come to power. We will only really know then. I mean, Maloney kept her positions on the war very quiet until she was elected. Then, as you correctly said, she became a very strong hawkish Atlanticist. She's still winning, by the way, on the momentum of her victory. And what you're seeing across Italy, by the way, I mean, they, they had local elections recently, is a total collapse of the Italian left, which is astonishing. I mean, you know, it, we were talking recently in one of our programmes about the collapse of the left in Greece, the collapse in of the left in Italy, which, you know, was a huge force in Italian life. If you, you know, went back in time to 1980, I mean, the Italian Communist Party at that time, the PCI, was a huge political force all, all across Italy. And of course, there was the Red Belt in central Italy, places like Bologna, uh, uh, which were solidly uh, communist and where, you know, you could, villages, you go to villages where people were solidly communist. Well, that's collapsing. Now, that has given Maloney some freedom for manoeuvre, despite the fact that one senses that much of her electorate is sceptical. I, I don't know whether in Germany the IFD would do the kind of switch that Maloney has done once they come into power. As I said, I think they might be able to, um, unless there are anti-war parties, perhaps on the left, as strong as they, which are able to attract votes, then I think the temptations to do the Maloney switch might be there. But, you know, only time can, only time can tell. And with the delinker, at least, looking, to be frank, a pretty fractured party, it might be that that anti-war position on the left isn't to be found there either. So, you know, I, I, can't, I can't tell you for a definite fact that if the IFD breaks through, it will change policies, because I don't know. What I will say is this, if it does break through, whether it changes those policies or not, it would still be an earthquake in Germany. In terms of German policy, politics, it would mean that you're living in a completely different country because um, it would mean the German voters have finally broken with the mainstream, which has dominated German politics since the end of the Second World War. They're starting to hunt for sovereigntist alternatives, even if those sovereigntist alternatives aren't delivering and that would be a fundamental change in the mindset of the German electorate. It would mean that it would be acceptable to be a sovereigntist in Germany again, to actually vote for a party that says Germany first and we want to follow German national interests. For much of the post-war period, a party that openly talked in that, in that way because of the past would 
find it very, very difficult indeed to win a critical mass of German voters to support him. Absolutely. All right. We will leave it there at the Duran.local.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Rockfin, and Telegram. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.